back to the show, everybody. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and you are listening to All the Way Up Life for the time being. <laughs> There's a lot going on over here. I'm having some amazing epiphanies, just some of the most, um, God, to put this into words, it's like when it's like when all three of your spheres, and we're gonna, you know, they're just they're just combining so strongly, and I'm I'm getting ready to launch a whole new pod college uh, college success habits podcast. I'm super excited about that. I'm launching my very first life coaching program called the Life Blueprint, and you know my physical conditioning has never been better. You know, really, I'm just clicking along in, in so many different ways. All cylinders go, um, very efficient. I'm a very efficient-minded person. It's one of the reasons why I've enjoyed the hospitality industry for as long as I have. I often would say that I'm the best bartender you've ever met because of my ability to just be so efficient behind the bar and in so many aspects of my life. It is what fuels me, efficiency. And when I think about what my life, how to, how to, how to organize my life, um, that's where I came up with this efficiency system that I'm going to be talking to you guys about today. The working title is The Life Blueprint, and I'm very excited to be launching this as my very first coaching program. It'll be coming out soon, and if you're following me on social media, you'll be seeing me promote this because it's, for me, it is a way to really be able to fully internalize what components make up my life. And for me to be able to visualize which ones need to have some more focus put on them and which ones are doing well. And I just need to maintain the successful habits that I've created around those. So I, I can make this seem way more complicated than it actually is. And, and in fact, life can seem more complicated than it actually is when it comes to, you know, when, it, when, you're, when you're chunking up from the high point looking down on life. It is actually quite um, simple and easy to organize if you listen and follow follow from here. Now, when you start to, you know, get chunked down and start to look at the minutia, you know, the paying of the bills and which bill first and, you know, what to eat and who to call and who to spend time with. I mean, those things, well, how to take care of yourself. That's where it gets more complicated because now it's it's like putting together Ikea furniture. When the whole thing's, the whole dresser is put together, it can seem quite simple. But when you're in the throes of building that and you're trying to figure out how to basically look at a picture and visualize what some Swedish designer had in mind, that's where it can start to get complicated. Um, life can be succinctly categorized, and I'm going to show you guys how to do that so that you don't um, feel like it's always IKEA furniture when you're trying to figure out what is it that you could be working on today to start becoming that best version of yourself right now, not tomorrow, right now. And moving into recovery, you know, moving, first of all, you know, sobriety and recovery are not the same. Choosing to be sober and staying away from whatever addiction ails you is the act of becoming sober. And for some people that can be white knuckling at every single moment of every single day. And for others, it seems like it's effortless and they just slide right into it and they become a whole new person practically overnight. That's how I felt I was handling my sobriety, and therefore I thought I was in recovery rather rapidly. Turns out I was not correct, and, and I'll be going in, over that in detail in some future podcasts, but let's just say that um, I had a lot more soul-searching to do before I really was able to step fully into my recovery. What I do remember about 
first getting into sobriety was being able to break down my life and figure out where it was I immediately needed to start making massive change in order to reach the highest potential of my fullest self. And my friend Patrick and I, we've come up with some great programs, some great ideas that haven't fully um, you know, come to fruition and, and seen the light of day yet. But in our conversations, we have really had some amazing epiphanies that have been able to fuel both of us in the success that we've had this year. And one of those was discussing the different areas of a person's life. And there's a lot of ways to organize your life. And there's a, and if, no doubt if you were to Google how people break down one's life, there, you know, I've seen three-part systems and four and five and seven and 17-part systems. But in my system, I've been able to succinctly uh, put everything, and I say I, but Patrick and I really talked a lot about this and the ideas that, we, that I now uh, will to be talking about was definitely a we when we came up with it and where I've... Ter- taking it to um, is my own little spin on it. Like every skateboarder does a kickflip, but the style is, you know, how you dress, how you stand, how you have goofy foot, regular foot, how you, you know, how you kick the board up and, and what you do going into the trick and what you do coming out of it. The actual act of the trick is, it's, it's there is a, there is only one way to do a kickflip and you've got to kick the board up and land back on it, I think. I'm making a face here like I'm trying to remember what I knew when I was 14. Um, But what my point is, is that, you know, you give somebody the trick and then they're going to do with it what they please. And that's what Patrick and I have both done with the three spheres is we've gone off and done with it as we please. And this is my take on it. So everything in your life can be broken down into what I'm getting ready to talk about. And just a quick overview so that you know where I'm going on this. There's three spheres that make up your entire life, career, self, and relationship in no particular order. Um, Some might seem more important at certain times and they can definitely change. But when I talk about them, there is no order in them. The career does not come first just because it's in front of self, nor does self come before relationships. It is just for me the way I think it rolls off the tongue the easiest in the most efficient way. And then within those three spheres, each one of them, career, self, and relationship, has four components. Physical, I've got them written down, and I think I wrote them down wrong when I first wrote them down, because of the way I, he taught, the, yeah, I wrote them, I wrote them in inverse order. Um, for whatever reason, this is how Patrick and I used to talk about it, it was physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. I wrote them down in inverse order, put in spiritual first. Uh, than mental, emotional, and physical. But again, um, I don't believe that there's really, a, I, I, to me, once they make up the 12 quadrants, then what way you say them and what way you visualize them makes of, is of no import. If you go to my website, allthewayup.life, um, you'll notice that on my homepage, there is career, self-relationships, but I've actually got them down as self-relationships, career, um, and that just worked out that way because relationship was a, wrong, a longer word and the image I picked for it uh, needed a breakup. What it was what I was doing with <laughs> it, was, it literally was chosen because of the images uh, and what I thought looked best. Um, then on top of that, you've got the four components of each. And if you click on the links on career self-relationship on my website, it'll take you over. And it's the exact same four components. There's physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. And when you take those three spheres and those four components, three times four equals 12, that makes up the 12 quadrants. Um, At least that's what I'm calling it now. Um, 
uh, that's makes up the 12 quadrants of your life. And I call it the life's blueprint because I, the way I envision it, the way I visualize it is that you're, you know, you're like a tall skyscraper and, and you know, you've got all these different rooms and really, wait, let me, let me backtrack. I feel like I'm skipping a step here. The way I, the reason why I call it the blueprint most importantly is that, um, in, Back at the beginning of this year, I had a person in my life I spent a lot of time with, and one of the metaphors I came up with as far as my own recovery was going was that um, I'm like a gigantic house being remodeled, and some rooms are fully developed, and I've already had the interior designer come in. Everything looks beautiful. It's HGTV ready. In other rooms, it is literally like a freaking, you know, tornado slash hurricane slash Tasmanian devil went through them. So some of the rooms in my house, you know, this metaphorical house that I am are ready to roll and some are not. And then they're all in various stages of development and rejuvenation and remodeling. And so as I broke down the three spheres and the four components into these 12 quadrants, it really was in my mind, 12 different rooms that I was working on. And and of course, each one of these rooms can have its own, you know, can have even more. You could be a floor and you could have all these different rooms, but it's it's broken down into 12 quadrants. So on the cover of the of the book I'm writing about it, it's got like, you can lightly see a blueprint in the background because I feel like if you can get all 12 of these rooms, these quadrants um, really fully realized, you are going to be in a much, much better position to fully actualize the life you've always wanted to lead. So there is a brief overview that took four minutes and the rest of the podcast is only going to be 17. So maybe my review took a little longer, but when you hear me describe this, you'll see why it's not all that complicated and you can hire me to help you go through this and we can go through prioritizations and focusing on which needs to be dealt with sooner. But for some of you, you're going to be able to hear this and immediately jump right into developing your own model and getting this actionable in your life right now, which is where I'm going to leave you by the end of this show. You will be actionable and fully um, rationalized, and you'll be able to understand this, and you'll be able to start doing this to yourself right now if you choose. So you have the three spheres, career, self, relationship, each one of those with the same four components, physical, it's like I have to look back up at the board. It's because honestly, I always want to say physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And uh, it was Patrick who got it in my head that they had to be in a certain order. But um, I think maybe I turned it into an acronym, um, SMIP, or maybe it was PIMS. Yeah, PIMS, because uh, I think there's a drink from England that's called PIMS. Physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And so you've got these 12 quadrants. Now you can easily look at every single aspect of your life and put it in here. You know, career could be hobbies, could be what you do to get paid, could be what you do to stay alive. If you're retired, it could just be what you do on any given day that just helps pass your time away, right? I mean, you've got to have something that's fueling you. What is it that's fueling you? There's a career aspect. Now, as you're getting retired and you're older, then career might take more, uh, may become a lesser of a sphere. But nonetheless, at some point in your life, career was a huge sphere. In fact, for some people, they let the other two spheres deflate in order for the career sphere to be fully, fully inflated and, you know, able to handle everything that they're going to want to do in their lives. And I argue back that you've got to make sure that yourself and your relationships are also fully inflated because you will have a less than awesome life if you don't. 
I was going to try to come up with a really cool word there, and it failed me. <laughs> so within your career, you've got, you know, how are you being physical? How, uh, you know, are you moving around a lot? Or maybe you're not moving around a lot. Do you have an active job or are you sitting at a keyboard all day? What's your posture like? What are you eating? What are your, what are your health habits while you're there? Then, you, of course, you've got your emotional. You know, do you come in there happy? Is it draining? Do people around you build you up or do they tear you down? Mental, are you learning new things or are you just doing the same thing day after day after day and it's not stimulating at you at all mentally and then of course spiritually and this is the one I feel like I have to explain because there seems to be this stigma around religion Um, I am not a religious person I'm a spiritual person I do believe in in there being this universal energy that that like I don't think the universe at all is chaos. I think it's this amazing, beautiful dance that all the stars and the galaxies and the solar systems and the planets and the suns and just everything, everything, is this beautiful dance. And you can call whatever you want God, God, because every everybody is welcome in in my in my world. Unless you're like a hateful, fear mongering kind of person, then you can take that away, or stick around and uh, come up with a better way to live your life because that is exactly what I'm trying to do here. So spiritual, it could be your God, whatever religion you are. It could just be whatever, you know, if you're, even if you're atheist, you, then you, then you believe in that. But what I think of a spirituality is meditation and that spiritual awakeness that you have with the world around you and the people in your life. And that's how I want you to picture this. Unless you, unless you've got something else in mind, by all means, um, I'll take that back. I don't want you to picture it anyway. I want it to resonate with you however it resonates with you. But I look at it as, what is my meditation practice? What is my breathing practice? Um, spirit, you know, are you in good spirits when you're at work? Do you know, is it, you know, when you walk in, do you just feel a darkness of energy or a lightness of air? And, you know, what is it about that particular environment and yourself and the people around you that are that are uplifting rather than um, deflating? So those are the four components and that makes up and so now you've got the now you've got the four quadrants of your career and then you just take this to self and to relationships with self what are you doing to maintain a physical activity what are you doing to get yourself up off the couch and be active and keeping yourself young and vibrant are you getting enough movement you know even a five minute walk around the block if you're rather stagnant most of your days is amazing for the body yes five 50 minutes would be better and you know maybe some some lifting of some weights at whatever that looks like to you of course of course but wherever you're at there's a way to to raise it up I mean, even Olympic athletes would have something, some aspect of themselves. They could say, well, I could be better physically here. I mean, not all, not all people in the Olympics are track and field stars. Some of them are curlers. So <laughs> they don't have to be in that great a shape. Although I have to, I'm not knocking on curling because I feel like whoever's in charge of that broom, I feel like those people have to have at least a really strong by tries and uh, forearm muscles. Um, so how are you being physically active? How are you physically taking care of yourself emotionally? Are you checking in with yourself? Are you getting emotionally triggered in the wrong way when things are happening around you? And if so, how are you controlling that? How are you spreading your emotions around to yourself and making sure that you don't get drained by your career and your relationships so that there's something left for yourself? And are you really, um, self-actualizing what you need to be in order to reach your highest potential? You know, um, when I got into one of the main reasons why I was stuck in sobriety for so long, thinking I was in recovery, was because 
I was not diving into my emotional um, outbursts or my lack of ability to, to share my emotions. And as I really started to get into that, I started noticing that it was not too shortly after that recovery fully began. And I stopped counting days and I started really just seeing this is one amazing project that I couldn't wait to wake up and attack every day. Hell, attack's the wrong word. Enjoy. You don't attack the zoo. You go into the zoo and stroll around and laugh that the elephant keeps throwing straw in the air. Um, you know, you're not attacking your life. You are enjoying it. Mentally, are you reading books? Are you learning new things? Are you challenging yourself in ways that keep your mental acuity sharp? You know, whether it be a Sudoku or a crossword or a chess or not just sitting there and reading BuzzFeed's top 24 reasons to love friends forever. You don't need 24 reasons to love friends forever. You need one because it's friends. And don't argue with me on this. Bedouin break. They're not sponsoring me, but I'm hoping if I say Bedouin enough on air, they will. Um, Friends is just an amazing show. Happy or sad, they're always there for me. (laughs) And spiritually, am, am I meditating? Same thing with your career. You know, are you getting some breathing in at work? Are you, are you, you know, figuring out ways to get yourself, uh, lift your spirits up when something good happens or, you know, keep your spirits high when something, uh, lift your spirits when something bad happens. Keep yourself up when something good happens. Yes. Let's say it that way. Um, so spiritually for me, you know, myself, it's like, how am I meditating? How, uh, what are some of the practices I'm doing to just generally have a positive spirit? Like I've often said, one of my favorite sayings is the power of positive energy, release and flow, you know, release positive energy in your life is like a river and it will just, it will just flow. Uh, you, um, allow negativity to really fully harness itself within you. And it's like these little beavers start to build dams up, up the river all of a sudden you have these backups and you may not even be able to see it because the the beavers are building the dams under the water and it's just changing the float pattern and boom, before you know it, you're like, what the hell is going on? Why isn't my life flowing anymore? It's not negativity I say stay away from, all right? If negativity arrives, then this is going to be something I'm, I feel like I'm getting off because I've got a whole positivity, negativity podcast I've already done and I've got some more thoughts on that. But it's not negativity I'm telling you to stay away from. What I'm telling you is don't let it anchor down inside of you. You know, you can be optimistic and positive all the all the live long day, but if deep down inside there's this undercurrent of negativity and pessimism, you can't just positive mindset that away. You've got to really figure out why you're latching onto that negativity, and why is it bringing your spiritual your spiritual component down on yourself? And you get that get that figured out, and we're going to talk about that later on down the line. Uh, and then, of course, relationships, you know, still physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. You know, what are you doing that's active? You know, are, are you loving your partner and are you being, you know, physical with one another, you know, in that sense that you're thinking I'm hinting around to? But also, are you leaving the bedroom and going out and doing things? Uh, you know, a relationship is not what you're talking about doing. It's what you're actually doing. So if you're just sitting here coming up with a list of awesome stuff that you want to do and then weekend after weekend passes and all you do is just chill at home and take care of chores, then you're not getting that physical love really to promote itself with your, with, with, you know, we're talking about sexual partners and just friendships. So make sure that you're uh, putting some effort into what exactly are you actually doing. I mean, if you're staying around the house, but you're working in the garden together, you know, painting a room, there, there's a physical 
bond that's happening even if you're not touching. Emotionally, are you open and are you allowing yourself to be vulnerable? Being vulnerable in a relationship is truly how um, roots are grown strong and deep. And I'm not always great at this, I can assure you. I have been in some relationships where I've walked away and been like, wow, uh, I did not fully open up to vulnerability and it caused me to leave walls up, which ultimately led to despair and the demise of the relationship. Um, and, uh, and, you know, if you're trying to, if you're being vulnerable to a friend or a loved one and they're rebuking that, then that tells you that that's not the kind of relationship you have with that person and seek it somewhere else. And then, and also decide if you want that person in your life anymore. Some, we all have friends who provide a certain certain aspect. You know, some friends are just to go see movies with and other friends are out to have drinks with. That, you know, other friends are ones to go to amusement parks with or to watch uh, re- watch late night movies and or talk about philosophical, political, earthly kind of things, whatever it might be, right? Um, that's what I'm talking about when you start thinking about what your friends are offering and what you're offering back. Because don't expect something from a friend if you're not equally offering that to them. Mental, of course, you know, I don't know if I've already covered that with what I just rambled on saying, but obviously, are you having really awesome conversations? Are you learning together? Are you going out and visiting museums or whatever it is that might bring you mental stimulation? You know, for some people, it could be going out and, and shooting a gun. You know, the the art of aiming it and cleaning it and doing all of those things aren't just physical. There's also a mental component to just being having your mental focus there so that you can you know, safely handle that gun. And I'm not bringing that up because everybody's, you know, because gun rights and everything are popular. I just come from a, I come from a background where, you know, we would launch some clay pigeons in the air on the weekend and I would miss them all and dad would hit them all. (laughs) But, you know, shooting uh, that 22 gauge while he shot his 12 gauge was, you know, it was a pretty cool bonding experience. And he would tell me there's a lot of mental acuity that goes into this. Um, so I just, my brain pulled out guns and hopefully that doesn't offend any of you, but if it does, then you should probably ask yourself why. (laughs) Um, anyways, uh, now that I've lost half of my listeners or gained another half, who knows, uh, let's move on to spiritual with your relationships. You know, I love climbing and hiking and getting to the tops of mountains. And, um, that's, there's a spiritualness to that. That is just, it's like you're seeing things from a whole new perspective. And so what are you doing to maintain that spiritual quadrant of your relationships? Um, and so, um, all that there, you, now you've taken that and I've explained them. Now you've got those 12 quadrants, those 12 rooms. And what, what's, what's funny is my, there's like 10% of my brain that's still, wondering if I pissed off anyone with the gun thing or if I'm just making a big deal out of it. But I got into a really cool conversation with someone really uh, recently because of this TV show I watched called Adam Runes, Adam Runes Everything. And he was talking about guns. And I just watched it like two days ago and got in a really great conversation about the pros and cons of them. And if you sat down and were truly rational within the debate, you would find that there are... Um, the problem with the cons is that it usually involves death, whereas the pros just involves rights. And so it's easy for the cons to seem bigger than the pros because death is so final and life is so important. Um, you know, again, looking at it 
you know, like if aliens were looking at the the whole thing, they would have they would have very little emotional attachment to our lives. They would have more um, just like a, a scientist slash philosophical debate about it. Uh, anyways, now my brain seems to be okay with the fact that I've somehow tried to rationalize that, and now I'm going to move on. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Um, I've only got about five more minutes in this, so that is how I'm breaking it down now. And that those are your 12 quadrants, the 12 rooms of your life. And you can start to look at how are you making each one of those quadrants important at any given time. Now, other people could say, oh, well, what about finances? And what, well, your finances, you know, that's career. You know, that could be emotional or mental. How much money are you making? Or even finances within yourself. You know, if you're spending all your money, then you're stressed out and that's hurting you physically. It's probably hurting you emotionally and mentally. So don't try to start creating more and just start seeing how everything flows within there. I mean, you know, if you're making money to eat, then that's physical. And now you can look at that as your career. And so don't try to make it more complicated because there's, there's no matter what you come up with, you'll be able to find a home for it within these three spheres. And then within those three spheres, now you have um, your this ability to break them down into each component. And so if you say, wow, you know, I have an issue with my uh, significant other, it's simple. Okay, let's sit down. Are you guys being physically active? And are you, you know, being physically around each other and both sexual and otherwise? Oh, yeah, yeah, we go hiking and the bedroom's fine. Okay, well, you know, emotionally, are you being vulnerable? Uh, no, no, definitely we could be having deeper conversations and, and really touching on what the other one's feeling. Okay, mentally, oh, yeah, we like to read and go to museums regularly. Great. Spiritually, uh, you know, neither one of us meditate and we don't really put too much thought, you know, into our overall, um, you know, breathing techniques or just the way that we're carrying ourselves and our overall, the undercurrent of our emotions and our attitudes underneath. Ah, okay. All right. Well, then how can you work on your spiritual and emotional? You know, you can, oh, we could be more vulnerable and, uh, you know, we could sit there and stare into each other's eyes and do some breathing techniques. It's a very, trust me, that is a very spiritual thing to do. If nothing else is really cool to sit there in that uncomfortability until you cycle out of it, and all of a sudden you're like, wow. So I could easily just delete this and try to come up with a better way of doing it, but as I'm going through all of these things I'm trying to get out of my head, the easiest way is just get them out there, let them be heard, and then come up with other ways to talk about them in the future. I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live on this um, a little bit later. Um, so I definitely want you guys to check that out. That should be coming out in the next day or two, depending on when you listen to this. You can jump over to my Facebook page. Uh, currently, it is called AllTheWayUp.Life. I don't know what it'll be called in the future, but I will in inevitably come back and retouch on the three spheres and the four components down the road whenever I do rename my show, because um, that's going to happen. I've come up to the conclusion that um, I like the name of All The Way Up Life as the program and a company name, but not necessarily as a name of a podcast. Uh, I was just so excited whenever I, you know, um, summited San Jacinto with my buddy Todd that I came back and just changed everything. I changed all my branding to All The Way Up Life instead of starting to see ways where I could actually reach out to the most people. And that was something I had to go with my career. And you know, what kind of, so check that out. So as I thought about All The Way Up Life, I thought, I looked at it under this system and I was like, okay, so this is a career. 
you know, physically, how is all the way up life benefiting me? Well, it gets me out hiking and it gets me out talking to people. And okay, physical on lockdown. Emotionally, how emotional am I with all the way up? I really get into talking about it. And I probably have too much of an emotional tie to the name of it for the name of the podcast. And so I, I had to release that and say, it's okay if I, the name of the podcast isn't all the way up life. That can still be my overall motto and that can still be something I talk about on the regular. Uh, mentally, I'm always reading and learning new things so that I can bring that information to you and help you grow and learn. And spiritually, this is, I mean, every single time I get on the microphone, it's really hard for me to stay on topic because I get so excited about what I want to talk about. Um, I just I feel like at times I start to ramble. I've gotten up and, and spoken in front of realtors recently, and I'm like, is it? I'll even ask them, like, this making sense? Because I feel like I'm rambling. Like, oh, no, this is great. And I'm like, okay. So I think it's just because I get super excited because my spirits are lifted so much by talking about this stuff. So the, there you go. That's how, uh, you know, but also spiritually on this, you know, I can allow the work part of growing this business to overcome me so much that it starts to make me spin out of control and I lose my focus and I lose my energy and my drive. And ultimately I start to get down on myself, which is not how I should be treating any of this. And so I have to check myself and say, okay, how can I raise this quadrant today? And that's the thing, and that's the beauty of this, is you don't have to be thinking about every single quadrant every second of the day. You just need to be thinking about those quadrants often enough that none of that, that you know, um, relationships and, and um, physical isn't at a zero uh, random number picked because career and mental is so high because all you do is study and work and learn and, and do, 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 work, work, work all the time. And you never make any time for the relationship, you know. So, okay, well, you got to take that time once a month or once a week or once a day to make that other person feel special. It's not that hard, I can assure you. I have gotten myself checked into the boards on multiple occasions on this topic. And I, and I have definitely come to the realization that it doesn't take a ton of effort to make somebody feel special. Uh, whether what you do ultimately makes them feel special or not is their choice. They choose how they feel. But if it's a true, honest effort being made, that's probably what they're going to see and appreciate the most, even if it doesn't necessarily come off the way that you had hoped it would. So that's what we have to say about that. 30 minutes. I was That's about six minutes longer than I wanted to go. But I hope you guys um, fully understand the life blueprint now and you can see how you can literally just on a piece of paper write down career um, physical and, you know, split the page in half and go, okay, here's what I'm doing good. And this is what I could be doing better. And if you want more information on how to start to do this to your, in your own life, jump over to my website, all the way up dot life and, um, hit the landing page and click on the links uh, where you see career self relationship. It'll do a little bit more explaining. Of course, you can hit me up on my Facebook page at all the way up dot life. Instagram is all the way up dot life. And again, I'm going to be changing all of these names at some point, but uh, whatever it ends up being, I will be there. My name is Jesse Mogul. I am here to help you. Please, if you haven't already, go and subscribe and rate and review and follow and love me, love me, say that you love me. That's it, guys. All the way up with Jesse Mogul for the power of positive energy, release and flow. And as always, be nice to one another. Is that what Ellen DeGeneres says? Did I just steal her thing? Did she say be kind? I'm going to start saying be splendid to one another. 
be splendid. Splendid, everybody. All right, much love. Take care, y'all.